34 feels mm, pretty close to 52. I'm not going to lie. That's <laughs> hot. Now we are halfway through this podcast. We're halfway to 69. <laughs> all right. What's up, bitches? Welcome to episode 34 of the Coffee Club podcast. The boys are all here in our studio back in the kitchen. Feels good to be here. We've had uh, a lot of stuff going on these last few days, slash two weeks, I guess. We've been, for you guys, well, Ollie's the biggest workhorse out of everyone. <laughs> He's, Ollie has to do anything that we have to do collectively as a team. Ollie has to do that and more. And so in the last two weeks, we've had the pen relays trip, which was pretty long, you know, getting to the East Coast and all that. Then these boys went to California last week, which was nice, like a bit of a shorter trip. But then coming back straight into it, literally the next day, we've been filming for a commercial for On, which is, it's big time, like big production, like a lot of money, a lot of money. Not a gonna of, say a no, lot of money. Not gonna say any numbers, but it's it's a lot <laughs> we of money. We were told the numbers, and it's a lot of money. <laughs> and yeah, it's just like a lot of work. And so, if we're feeling, if we sound a little tired today, it's because of that. The boys have been through the ringer, so luckily that's over now, and uh, we're just kind of getting back into everything but i just had a crazy thought when you said we're back in the studio mm-hmm. we're, we're gone next week this oh is our, we only don't have one it. more episode at this don't location it. that's, that's so sad that is true yeah we we'll move, get to that we move at the end of this month so we're not looking forward to that but do we have an announcement about moving should we do that <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah we now, can. We, now that i somehow brought that up yeah give, give well we we're not 100 percent on this but Honestly, Steve, Steve came out of Steve's mouth, so yeah. at this point he's locked in. Wait, if anyone, wait, well, yeah, you went there. Steve, um, this is information talk- to me that I haven't heard yet, so I'm like, what the fuck's going um, on? Our, I don't know, what is he? Our boss. Our boss, kind of, Steve. He's, he's in charge of OAC. Has put out an official uh, message that if you're, in, if you're a high schooler in Boulder and you're willing to come help us move shit, he will give you free on gear. Basically, what it boiled down to, right? Yeah, that was it, and that's <laughs> yeah. pretty good pay because deal. even the cheapest on gear is worth three hundred dollars. A lot of pennies. So <laughs> if you want some free on shoes, you can come. I don't know, lift some boxes in a couple of weeks. Yeah, it'll be the end of this month. I don't know. I mean, what if we actually just had like thirty kids <laughs> helping us move? And then that'd be pretty sweet. We'd probably have to get them to sign some forms because we got some pretty heavy stuff that would crush them. And maybe like, and we'd also them. have to make sure we like give them a contract that they will get gear. Because <laughs> if there's thirty of them, hopefully each one of them gets like at least something. Yeah, what if if you're willing to take, on? if you're willing to take that risk, that that was a legit uh, offer or not? Yeah, let us know. We'll see. Coffee Club Moving House in a couple of weeks. We'll see what happens there. But before we get into anything more. We do want to start giving some updates in regards to the merch, which if you follow us on Instagram, you've seen us post about it a bit. And I mean, just generally, if you've been following us, you know that we've talked about merch in some form for months now. It's been a real slow process just because we want to do it right. And the way that we're going to do it now is the pre-order model, which if you're not familiar with it, it's where we make some samples of the stuff. We take photos, show them so you know exactly what you're getting. And then we actually put them for sale for a period of time, a week or so, and then you can buy them, but we haven't made them yet. So once we close that sale period, then the production starts. And from there, it's probably six weeks, eight weeks, something like that until they get to you. So we didn't want to do it initially because of that very reason where we have your money for a relatively long time before you get the product, which we don't want to do. But 
just with the logistics of it being the first time we're doing any form of merch and the amount of the investment would be like money wise for us to put in for that just with the risk it's like it doesn't really make sense so this is how we're going to do it and so we'll keep you updated with that i think we're going to just touch on it every podcast from now on until it gets done which i think will still be you know a month two months uh and follow us on instagram as well updates will be on there but that's where we are with merch so it is coming though pretty excited i think once we get it i'm just gonna rock the shit out of it i'm aware wearing anything else <laughs> yeah. i think what will be nice that even though it is pre-ordered at least we would have seen the samples and we're not gonna offer it for pre-order unless we think the samples look good like yeah so we're gonna we're gonna know if they're good to go or not yeah and we really appreciate like a lot of the feedback we got from just numbers and figuring out what to do that way that that way because like obviously we want to make sure that people people want to wear yeah. wear us in cowboy yeah. attire which yeah. i'm like super excited about i think the design from a get was was really sick so shout out to her for that but yeah um yeah i'm i'm excited and we appreciate your patience on it because it is it will be sick like we will get it done and it will be done quality so yeah at the end of the day that's it like we want it to be done quality and we put out a poll on our instagram to try to get an idea before we decide to do the pre-owned model and just to give like some context for it i think if we if we and we knew this going into it that the polling numbers would even be a little bit inaccurate but if we followed them to the letter i think it would have cost us like i, I don't want to throw numbers out there well because it's a fuck ton of money <laughs> let's just say that because like we got really good response i mean i think yeah. it was about a thousand each item yeah which is unreal which is unreal but we don't we don't know if like that's actually people like no. you guys would want to buy it or you're just giving us support yeah in, in one item and then just like all the items so yeah um but yeah it was pretty sick and it's a, it's a good problem to have really yeah so we'll see what happens with that that's uh that's that for now the merch but yeah we'll give you updates going on but yeah so these boys got back from sound running so obviously that's going to be the main thing we cover but i just want to give a little update on myself as well because i haven't really talked about my own running for a while it has been going pretty well did 20 by 400 yesterday <sighs> solo it's kind of shit because i'm not on the same schedule as you guys and i won't be for the foreseeable future because as we get into races i think it's going to get even harder for the next i don't know maybe until worlds i don't know if we'll be on the I same think, schedule. i think maybe b b before worlds because there's going to be a period particularly in like june july leading into worlds where we're all going to be here and i think we'll all be in reasonable shape enough to like yeah. be able to like not as much mileage but quality workouts i think yeah i think be. you'd be surprised partly just because i think at some point rest is just gonna say he's already done which it. is already about, 400 yeah. like i was like what the heck i've never even done that before but <laughs> it, it does feel good like it just feels good to be back working on having my body and actually feel good, okay good pain not bad pain yeah. good pain exactly yeah. so it's been going really well and i actually the plan for now for me is to race in june which i was a bit surprised but i wasn't i didn't really think about it because i just wasn't in the racing mindset because i was just in the like get healthy training mindset but these boys are gonna go for a quick trip to birmingham next week and then the end of the month is pre and then for the month of june like the team's going to be mostly in Europe. I guess half half of the month in Europe. Mm. And so the whole team actually is going over at the start of June. That's the plan for now. So I'll just sick. It's really freaking sweet. It's going to be yeah. so cool. We're all going to be in Zurich just 
What are they doing in Zurich? Just I don't know. Just, just throw what a gold bar. <laughs> yeah, what did Yana say? Just be rich. Just be yeah, rich. Just measure our gold. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> like fiddle with fiddle with Rolexes and um, yeah. You know, eat, we'll, we'll come back with chocolate. no money. Yeah. But. <laughs> but it'll be worth it. But yeah, so we're all going to be in Europe for two weeks. And these guys are obviously doing pretty high profile races. I'll be getting into my racing with low profile races over there and spending the whole month of June, hopefully in Europe racing. So that's kind of my plan getting into it. But I cannot wait to go on an actual race trip because by june it'll be almost 12 months since i raced i can't remember when the olympics was which was my last august, race it was was it august i think it was early august yeah. what was it yeah so I it's think like 10 yeah. months august is about yeah so about like 10 yeah 10 which yeah. is kind of crazy is that crazy. time went really quick yeah <clears throat> but it's it's good to like particularly for coming from the olympics you were like fucked so, it's, so it's, fucked. it's pretty uh, it's pretty cool to see the transition from being completely crippled to now being able to do 20 by 400 so yeah it's cool to be so um, going to europe position. for racing is what freaking being a pro runner is all about i mean that's <laughs> like the, that's, that's the thing like so that's fun. what you sign yeah, up it's for. so freaking so fun. fun it's what you sign up for like yeah. literally uh jordy and uh, alicia and i last year did leuven for a little bit it wasn't really like a crazy europe trip but it's just like so much fun because like you run into you run into matt hughes we run into like a lot of runners the there. Yeah, we run into a lot of pros that you might not like necessarily spend a lot of time with during the domestic season, but in the Europeans like races, you get to get to know them and have fun with them and go and see cool places and eat pretty good food. And, and the, the rest of the year feels pretty similar to what you do in college. Yeah, you, True. you do training in fall, you do American races. Like this, this isn't that different. Mm -hmm. But going to Europe yeah. and having a good time in the summer, like that's what kind of sets it apart mm. yeah, so that'll definitely. be june so that's the plan for now it is crazy that you say the comeback from me being a cripple because <laughs> i was thinking about this when i was warming down i was like man rich definitely didn't know what he was signing up for like when he like well i like knew what he was signing, signing up for no, well well i mean in terms of injury because i didn't know how injured i was yeah you're pretty fucked like i didn't know i had no idea that it would take me this long I've, I've talked about this before where it's like i had these injuries but more so than the injuries was all these movement patterns like my the way that i ran by the time i was done with that season was just so bad i had no idea it would take me this long and this much work and this much patience to be feeling like myself again or whatever you want to call it so yeah, that's funny that you, yeah. that you say that because i feel like i had the same thought because <laughs> when i signed like literally when I was signing my contract, I had already, I'd been not running for three months and had like two broken shins. And I was like, dude, I don't know if Ritz knows what he's getting himself into here. Yeah, like seriously. I had that exact same thought. And look at you now. Like, yeah. no, it's pretty system, sweet, yeah. The system will prevail if you put the effort and time in which you have done, Morgan. So I'm Definitely. excited. I'm very excited. Um, yeah. Yeah, I know. Morgan's also just being like super humble. This yeah, dude walks I mean, around in like Morgan's, 13, 20 the, the one thing and I know people actually fans of the pod have actually commented about is that Morgan's been very, very good at giving Jordy Nine the spotlight oh. in our racing. All right, let's just move on now. Um, <laughs> so, so sound right. Hey, let, let me say. Honestly. But um, yeah, we like we really appreciate that. And that's like what um, makes our like lives, living as professional runners and being able to be part of Morgan's kind of progression been so fun and, and inspiring. So it's been great quickly before we move on we got to do an update on gus so we got back gus had had some issues he was i think it's separation anxiety yeah. he's very very stressed and depressed when people aren't around particularly sleeping in the bed i think that's the one thing like when the room's empty he'll get onto the bed there's no one there and he'll be a sad boy apparently he didn't go to the bathroom for like two days or something it was it was a strong 24 hours from when ollie left 
that he he has his little donut bed right next to Ollie's bed, and he just would he just laid in it and just wouldn't come out. He like food, toilet, nothing. And he reminded me of, I think I already said this to you, of SpongeBob when SpongeBob gets drunk in the movie. The Goofy Goober, yeah. Yeah, when he when he drinks he's too sad, much there yeah. and yeah. he's super depressed. I don't have you seen SpongeBob movie, George? No. Oh, you gotta watch it. It's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty funny. But yeah, yeah, that's pretty much what Gus was. And then I got back and I was pretty tired just from everything going on. But Gus got me up five times in the night to have diarrhea. And then he's had diarrhea for the past two days. Yeah. And then now he's, he's all back to normal, but he was just shocking. Yeah. He just, just liquid diarrhea <laughs> flying out. You hate to see it. He hate to see it, but he, um, he's better now. He's just chilling. Um, but yeah, I thought I'd give people a Gus update because people wanted to know how he's doing. But what he's, about, he's doing better now. How much does he weigh? Didn't he go to the vet when you were gone? 66 pounds. Wait, he's 66? I thought he was just 60. No, he's 66. He's, he's crack, big 6 oh. Because they That's thought crazy. he was 70, but he's 66. Wow. And his dad was 80-something? His dad was 75. Oh, that's not that much yeah. less even. But I think what happens is like with Bulldogs in particular, with him, he doesn't get taller or longer. He just gets wider. <laughs> His belly even, just gets closer to the yeah. end. <laughs> even, even with him, like he, I mean, it's been hard obviously to try and get him to do exercise, particularly when it's hot. Like you got to be careful at altitude from what the vet was telling me, like 15 minutes max when he's walking, which is like nothing because um, he just gets cooked. But yeah, he's just, I think he's got a lot of energy at night, which we're trying to get get out of him. But the zoomies the zoomies but he's now he's doing good he's doing good we're hoping to people a lot of people we'll get into it but a lot of people are hoping he'll come to a meet someday and we're going to work it out and get him get him there and he's going to have his little his little outfit steve was behind that no steve was 100 percent behind it really yeah steve was like we could pay someone to drive the dogs down stay at mb that's dog friendly and then they'd have like a gate area near the beer garden on a field like at sound running that's genius and then they'd have like dog <laughs> it's tags. so ridiculous but it's so good but he, uh, dogs of the oic and then they'd have dog tags where they'd have like hi um, my name's tucker joe in brackets <laughs> joe's dog and they have like bert for alicia you know, That'd be so um, good. and then Gus for <laughs> Gus would be under him. He'd just be Coffee Cup Collective. <laughs> that would be man. Well, now that we've, we've spoken that to the world, I think that, that it's oh, it the has to happen. The commitment will be there. We yeah. just gotta. Pick, you can't. To you can't just like not let that happen now. Nah, it's gonna happen. So that's gonna get a lot Sound of sound running people, next year. Yeah, it's gonna get a lot of people in California hopefully excited and they'll they'll come and come and see Gussie. Yeah. So talking about sound running, boys, back out there. You guys have done that trip like a lot of times now huh i think george and i've done the la trip like yeah how many times this year last year we did a lot but how many times this year the second time i think year? just second twice this third. year oh, yeah. and then did we go last year we were, i went well you in a couple twice, of times so 30 times last year yeah. but it's i mean the sound running is just getting yeah. on strength to strength and uh it's been getting better and better i think george and i after pen just a little bit depressed <laughs> with with what was going on but then the uh the crowd the engagement and what on did at that meet was pretty freaking sweet um, so it's, it's just a meet that works really well especially for us yeah la is only hour and a half flight or something it's in a sweet spot it's like half an hour from the airport we're at the beach it's always nice weather to run we get to hang out at our at a good coffee shop mm -hmm. yeah it's a good it's a good uh it's a good setup for us and yeah. uh it was great because obviously having Yucca Bingabritson come in, you know, creates a lot of. Hype. I thought there were, I thought there were going to be more people there for Yucca. I, I do agree, but yeah. also like I think Yucca's fan base is, is is American. It's a lot of American, but it's very European as well. So Maybe I think you got to take that into account. But dude, we were doing warm up and he like he runs by, he says hello. 
but we're doing warm-up and then these girls walk running yeah, in all it. Norwegian gear with the flag and they're everything. wearing a Viking like, yeah, helmet a Viking helmet <laughs> it's like, pretty sweet can you imagine wow. going like for, for our sport in particular you never really see it where like for example say the Olympic champion Matt Sensuous races in a European race I don't think you would see people dressing up in Uncle Sam costume to see Matt Sensuous you know <laughs> what I mean hilarious <laughs> no I, I mean I'll definitely do you. that for I agree with you but it's just like he, the hype around him is quite legit so it was yeah. cool for the meet and uh it was exciting to see so many people there excited about the coffee club, excited about OEC and our group. Mm -hmm. So that was pretty awesome. Was in regards to the pacing, did you guys talk to Jakob at all about it or was it just like you're pacing Joe? Well, we're pacing Joe. And we that, didn't even tell anyone how fast we were running. No, you know how Muhammad, Muhammad was in the, uh, the bathroom, the guy that got second in the great race. Um, he said, what are you racing? And I said, oh, I'm, I'm actually pacing. And he asked like what the pace was. I said, oh, it's like 13, 10. And he's like, oh, awesome, awesome. So like, it wasn't, and it was a bit disorganized at the start. Like they didn't really get us to, I thought they were going to get us to like me and George at the paces. This is the pace we're doing. They I didn't thought do that. that. They did, yeah, they didn't do that. No, usually yeah, they There, there that wasn't even races. space for everyone on the line. People had to start in the second row. That's because lane one was empty. <laughs> did you guys start on the inside or outside? We started outside. on the outside. Um, but yeah, the plan was like Joe knew what we were doing. I think most other people knew it was going to be 13, 10 pace. Um, and then me and George, cause we weren't sure like what we're going to do. And me and George kind of talked through and George is like, okay, I'll take the first two laps. George is going to take it to 2k and then I'll take it for, um, 3k. And then I think Ritz was like, not, not any further. He doesn't want us to be overcooked cause it's been a big, mm -hmm. and we got the, we had the shoot and everything and we're going to work out afterwards anyway. So anyway, we started the race and then there was a false start and, um, it was quite funny because we turned around and I just looked at the, like, all the guys. I was like, all right, who was it? <laughs> and they all had a giggle. But when the race got going, um, we, we were on pace. And then George took over after that and was textbook. Textbook George? Textbook George. Well, Plus, Abdi Hamid made us go out in like well, 29 Well, Abdi Hamid wouldn't let me in to really? lane one. Yeah. I had to yell at him and say, mate, you want me to fucking pace or not? Because he just wouldn't give me the inside. I was like, do you think I'm here to like, what am I here for? Just for show? Yeah. We you do it yourself? It, we actually did it in a smart way, I think. Because Ollie went 800 and then I just ran the next whatever to 2500 yeah 25 so then and it's then like I took, 1700 took, like just over a mile yeah and then i took it to 3k yeah it was it was very well made it pretty easy it 755 perfect 753 oh you yeah, went 753 yeah i saw i but think everyone, i saw click it was 755 yeah yeah he was back dude he's pretty good at racing i gotta say he's pretty good at finding a spot and then finding the right time to move on mm -hmm. he he definitely did a great job he said for well obviously it'd be nice to have him here he could tell us but he said that he kind of was asleep a little bit because he was more focusing on getting the time more than like racing at certain yeah. points in the race. And then I think in the last K, he really started to ramp it up and then he, he closed fantastic. And he closed in a 56 off that pace, which is pretty impressive. I mean, Jakob closed in a 54 high. So, yeah. you know, really good close from Joe, a 10K bloke who's in amazing shape. Um, Joe, yeah, George did amazing pacing and then I finished it off and um, it was funny because... <laughs> I think when I finished and turned around, everyone's just showing out coffee cloth when really? I'm walking back. Yeah, and they're not even paying attention to the race. But That's um, no, it was it was a really awesome, well done meet. I think George and I did a, but we do what work I do we do afterwards. We just, we just did some two hundreds, twelve times two hundred. Mm, the better race, two hundred. Yeah, and Henrik Classic. and Henrik and Jakob were getting into our lane, and uh, we had to kind of tell them to. Yeah, we just went like out. thirty thirty. Uh, wait, my boy, my boy. Did you guys the, have to wait boy, until the tank were done? No, we just went in like lane five. Oh. <laughs> My boy Ingi. That's what in that's what's kind of nice about sound running too. It's yeah. pretty chill. Yeah, we were able to like we, we weren't allowed to cross the line, but we were able to do like a two hundred. And, and Ingi was doing all these interviews and stuff. So 
Um, that's my name for him. And then they, yeah. they ended up working out. They waited till late. Well, okay. He did an interview saying that, like, they asked him, well, you got to work out after this. He did an interview and he said, he said, no, no, no I'm going to bed. Like, this is it. This is done. Really? Yeah. And then we started doing a after race workout. And then all of a sudden, him and Heinrich, like, like an hour and a half later, started doing 400s or 300s. And the, all the, light, the lights went out of the, the stadium. And they were just still going. It was pitch black. <laughs> they couldn't it's see shit. It, it looked pretty sick. They turned their watch light on so they could, like, see in front of their face. But it looked really cool. Actually. It was pretty funny. It was funny. Um, but he handled it really well because he got swarmed. Jakob? Uh, yeah, he's just, I think he's just really well because I think he's been through the media his whole life. So he's just handled it really well. Yeah. It's crazy that he's still only 21 or what. Yeah, I know. It's wild, eh? It's pretty much, seems very he's mature. He's a big boy for 21. Really? Yeah, he's big. Big guy. Is he I bigger think. than us? Dude, yeah. I'd I think so. so. Yeah. Yeah. But he's, he's, uh, he handled it like, he did a great job. Muhammad um, Muhammad as well from, from Germany. Yeah. He was loving it. He, he had a great time. He came up and thanked us for the pacing. Um, I mean, everyone thanked us for the pacing except for one person. <laughs> I was wondering if you were bringing this up. Mike Smith, if That's you're listening, crazy. you're welcome. He thanked me. Yeah, he, of course, oh yeah, he thanked you, of course, because he coached you. But, you know, Smith the guy was. that led it to 3K and told Abdi to get back in line so he could run his collegiate record. Yeah. You know, don't thank me. It's fine. Did you like, make I, eye contact I was with him or literally, anything? literally next to him. Oh, no. And all the boys were there and Geordie was there and they were all saying thank you or like chatting about it. Nico, Abdi, Hamad, and then all of a sudden Mike just turned around and walked away. I was like, that's how it is, buddy. You know that invite to the pot isn't uh, isn't going to be there for that long, much longer. If you're I wonder what's going on. But honestly, it doesn't, he's probably busy fucking, I don't know, coaching or something. Quadruple threshold after their... Uh, the 5k so <laughs> i was having i had dinner with the nau boys in in smithles the night the night smithles. before smithles and smith chips he did <laughs> that. he said something about um the mike's hard mile or something that we were talking about on the pod so wait, i don't did, know if, so he does listen i don't know if he was listening or if someone was telling him but wait that's pretty funny I also that, got that's to an nau thing that's not nice yeah, yeah 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 i also got to meet um rachel for the first time rachel schneider schneider She's really Rachel cool. Smith. Zach, Zach Rachel Snyder's, Smith. Zach Snyder's sister. Maybe. Yeah. Rachel Schneider. Um, <laughs> yeah. Lovely. She's Rachel Smith. Person. Is she Rachel Smith now? I think so. Yeah. She's cool, man. I'm glad I got she's to meet cool. her finally. So that was dope. She's um, very cool. Ellie Haynes hasn't paid George back yet. Yeah. How much does she owe you? Oh, what's inflate? Like, inflation's <laughs> at like 10%. So um, <laughs> you do the math. $100? $100 probably right now. She said she'd read my Zodiac or whatever. So, because she's an actual witch. So, yeah, we chatted, we chatted some star signs yeah. at Beer Coast. Also, I guess, I mean, I don't want to shout her out because she owes me money, but she ran the world standard with one shoe. Wow. Wait, what Dude, happened? That We need to add super shoes to the freaking overrated list. Yeah. Her shoe came off with, what is that, a mile and a half to go? Did you not see that? No. Yeah, dude, she ran with one spike and one sock for yeah. six laps. Crazy. And went, ran the world standard. How were her feet after that? Because Kieran, remember when Kieran did that, his feet were fucked. Yeah. Yeah. There's a. I think she posted a photo of her foot. Not that bad because she was wearing a sock. That's why you wear socks. Basically, apparently, well, in case you get uh, flat tired. Congratulations and salutations and pay George back, please. Yeah. My my couple of takes away, takeaways from the 5K were one. Good to see Abdi take the lead and not be a little bitch and complain like he did to me that one time. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. That's right, remember? <laughs> I was I was impressed that he went right behind the paces and he wasn't afraid to take the pace. Clearly, he's, he's very it. confident yeah. and he's like, oh, what's the point? He knew that he could run. He's, no, I'm not going to say easily, but he knew he was going to run under 13, 15. He's like, what's the point of not 
going for the record. Also, when you're up the front, there's just less traffic and you're more relaxed. Like, well, not more relaxed, but you're just more out of, like, no clipping, no knocking around. <coughs> it's probably another thing, too. He doesn't have to worry about that sort of stuff. He just gets on the train and lets it roll, go to sleep, go to sleep. He didn't say go to sleep. He said night-night. <laughs> Makes like, sense. Yeah. He didn't say go to sleep. He said night-night. I didn't hear that. Like, you knew what it meant, though. Yeah, I know, but, like, I was like, dude, that's like going to, to you know, that's going to, like, the Marvel Cinematic Universe movie and saying the Captain America guy doesn't say Avengers Assemble. He says Avengers Unite. Uh, Not the let same. Down. Let Not the down. Same. It's a letdown. He didn't say he's That's half the reason you, reason you went out there. It's like, say the line, mate. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's the whole point of me pacing. Like, that's I didn't, fair I didn't pace for I Joe. I just want to hear the line. I just want to hear the line. And he said 99. I was like, I was, I was going to Should have stepped off the track. I was going right to step off the track right then and there. Because I was like, it's like going to a Marvel movie and Captain America says Avengers Unite. Just an absolute. What a letdown. That's funny. Uh, my other one was, it was Loki a long time since Joe Klecker last raced, right? Uh, I was trying no, to think no, about he that. Raced, he raced at Penn. Oh, yeah. I wasn't counting. Oh, well, I, guess you, I guess we would press I mean, that. Well, I guess that does count as a race. But <laughs> it's a I mean, more like more... Individual race. His last individual race was probably... Put there? Yeah. He paced us in December. Yeah. But then he didn't run he got any other after that. Kind of crazy. Yeah. Hasn't, hasn't lost it. Joe, no. nah, that's for sure. Miles, baby. Yeah. Although, did you see that there's a Strava? I mean, there's probably people that are on Strava, but we did a 17 mile long run, and the first six miles were over six minutes, and then the last 11 were under six minutes. So then the, his fans in the comments were saying, "I only see 11 Klecker miles here." Like, there's just <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. It's becoming a trend now. It's quite funny. That is, that is pretty. But no, nah, he did a great job. I'm very happy for him, and it's exciting to. I mean, to run a PB like in the 5K when you have a 30.06 PR beforehand. It's not usual where you can like just chip away at a PB that's 30 hours. So. Man is ready for that 10K trials. And yeah. That's going to be a great race. Two and a bit weeks? Yeah, it's coming That's out crazy. Really it's going yeah. to be hashtag good for the sport right there. Yeah, and then the other one that I want to ask you guys about is what do you think about Jakob? Um, what do you think about the way he raced? He raced, I think he just raced enough to win. I, like he literally, the crowd he only lived the last like hundred meters. The crowd right? loved it because we came, we came back around George and I, um, to go and obviously see Joe when he finished. And Jakob was about I think twenty meters away from the finish. He mm. got, he secured the win, and he just looks up at the crowd and just briefly like slowed down a little bit, just like that. I saw his celebration, and then he just kept going through, and it just he ran thirteen oh two. He looked freaking good. And he looked good. <laughs> like, it was very hot. Everyone was sweating. And it was, it was like, it's still, kind of human. It's kind of, kind of human. But he did mention in one of his interviews that it was a harder race to win than he expected. Now, how many interviews of him did you watch? Um, <laughs> I didn't watch. I watched one of them. The one I watched, I actually watched, was the one where he talked about not doing a. Um, yeah. Because I was changing shoes and he was right there. Oh, you watched it live in person? Yeah. And then the nice. other one that he said that the race was hard, I think someone told me that. So that's actually not confirmed that's that's just second hand Ollie, Ollie spent that's all of through the great thursday part. and friday well wednesday and thursday talking about Jakob. <laughs> oh no Wait, no really? you, you keep telling us that he was coming to the shakeout yeah and then he was coming to, and he kept telling us too. that he was coming to dinner with us <laughs> people believe me like alicia and leah will actually believe me and i was like oh because they were like oh we're gonna go and i was like can you guys wait because Jakob's coming like 15 minutes <laughs> and they, they literally believe me they're like where, where is he and i was like well I mean, I just told him not to come anymore, Leah, because you're stressing him out. Like, he's a guy that works meticulously. My boy, Ingi. Um, yeah, but no, I, it was a pretty awesome race. I actually thought Joe was going to win it at one point. He looked freaking good. 
And the Muhammad Muhammad guy really made that race hard. Muhammad Muhammad, that guy seems like the coolest guy in the world. He was sick. He's from yeah. um, Dortmund. Looked like Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, so he's from good. Dortmund in Germany. He was so good in Germany. And he's Jersey. a Byron fan, which means that Carlos would hate him because yeah. Carlos is a Dortmund fan and he lives in Dortmund. Um, Muhammad Muhammad, but he goes for Byron. He was a really nice guy. And he he's friends with Abdi Hamad too. Um, I think he's Somalian, maybe? I'm not sure, but... <clears throat> well, he's yeah. German, but... Well, German, sorry, Somali German. Yeah. Yeah. He's been training up in Flagstaff, so. Yeah. Is he um, Might check out, managed by Haas or Mike yeah. Smith or? Yeah, he's managed by Mike Smith. <laughs> Mike Shut Smith up, runs boy. his life. Well, I mean, I heard Mike Smith is getting into the agency game because like for at coaching, this point. Coaching both the women's and men's at. NAU. NAU and pros. And pros. Not enough. And then him. he's going to be an agent because I think he, quote unquote, I heard this through the great wine from third or fourth or 10 secondhand sources that uh, he said, quote unquote, it's too easy. So, you know, he might become an agent. He might even just run the whole track and field game in the US. I wouldn't be surprised. He's going if they for just, a Sebco's job. He just takes USATF and then he'll take Sebco's job. Yeah. Yeah. Smithy. Yeah. <laughs> How do we get into that? I don't even know what Ollie's saying. I mean, I go on rants, you know this. <laughs> this is what happens when, so Ollie's been playing Elden Ring again and he spends a lot Why of time. Why are you blaming my video games for this? Because this is literally when it happens. Because you spend a lot of time in your room and you don't talk to anyone. <laughs> so then when you do come out and talk to people, you have too much stuff to say, and it all comes out. It all comes out at once. Wait, so that's the problem? You think that's a problem? I think it's. it's I'm not saying it's a no. problem. I'm just saying it's the reason. Just oh. an observation. Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Well, just I mean, it's a high hypothesis. Like, if I was coming out of college, I just probably get Mike Smith to manage me. Yeah. <laughs> He can take 25%. He can take it all, all, honestly. I just want the glory. I just want to be able to win. Mike Smith gives me glory. Yeah. I just want the win. And then he can like do me some vocal lessons. It's work on my voice and my interviews. Dude, if we all had voices similar to Mike Smith, this podcast would probably just be... We'd be uh, number one on number one. Joe Rogan would be number two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when are we getting him on the pod? Because his invitation is limited now from the pacing. Uh, I told him that there was a, a standing invitation. Do you think he'll come to us, or do we have to go to him? Might, I might have to go to him. Well, that, after I mean, I went, I went, I went to him. I was there, but after you the guys shoot, didn't come with after me. After the shoot debacle, I think like we'll probably move to flag anyway. So <laughs> we're, we're moving to flag. Confirmed. We're getting out of here. Confirmed. Did we say that ever on the podcast that we wanted to move to flag? Yeah, no, we did. We mentioned it <laughs> once we? before because I think it was when Boulder was dealing with air quality problems or something. Like it was pretty shit here to run. I know. I spent a few days at medium altitude, yeah. like yeah. after the yeah, meet, and quote unquote, it was freaking windy. Too bad. Yeah, but, but the problem is in, in Flieg, everyone, you know, it's just everyone's just elite. Mike Smith elite. Um, <laughs> yeah, but no, it's uh, okay. We went off track. Do yeah, you do you want to move on? Uh, yeah. What else? What else have we got from the from the race? And then we can talk about the magazine. Um, we should shout out Sage. She had a great race. Um, Alicia, I think she wanted a bit better in her race, but she um, I went out and went pace like eight k of like the ten k. She's just nuts. She gets after it. Camilla, um, she she ran around the same time she did the last time we were here, and then she was throwing up the entire way back. Like she was throwing up at the airport, she was throwing up back here. She had to like lay on our couch for an hour because she was just cooked. So I think she got food poisoning. Or yeah, something. it seems like it, huh? But she was really cooked after that 10k, but like more so than just like something 10K. else was. There. It doesn't like, seem totally normal yeah, after a 10k. Something happened. So um, well, she's all better now, which is good. She's just tired, but um, yeah. So that was. Pretty much the recap for OAC. Am I missing anyone? 
I don't no. think so. I think that's it. That's all. That's Leo all was do. there doing some uh, media duty. Yeah, Leo was with a bucket hat and uh, on um, custom bucket hat, <laughs> just uh, walking around and doing some some influencing for the for the gang, which is nice. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I guess the the natural segue is the magazine because that was the kind of the influencing stuff that yeah. was happening. <laughs> is yeah, you guys obviously know New Gen Track and Field? They're out here a few weeks ago to get some content on us. The magazine isn't just about us. It's episode six of, what's the name of the magazine? Just New Gen Track and Field, I guess? I think yeah. so. And then it's just numbered. Yeah, so this one is Oasis on Fire. And the- I like what they did there. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> Dude, a lot of good potential on puns out there. But so the thing with the magazine was, and this meet, the kind of connection there was that because on was sponsoring the meet and we were heavily in the magazine they the first 500 magazines were free mm -hmm. at the meet just getting handed out which was pretty cool i mean that's a pretty sweet thing to do i think then they were apparently then they were selling them and I'm, I'm guessing that they're going to be available for sale online at some point don't quote me on that i'm just guessing that because it's a freaking very professional looking magazine it's a beautiful magazine they clearly put a lot into it so i would expect them to to sell it online as well but the article that we did as a group was it was kind of like an overrated underrated article it's called in and out yeah, apparently we're the gatekeepers of what's fashionable and what's not so big responsibility yeah. <laughs> when, when, when were we like when was this confirmed that we were the gatekeepers because i didn't know about this <laughs> well when they offered i don't know like well, it's a lot of pressure i don't i probably would have refused but yeah right now we can give you a little teaser though yeah so well, then maybe you go want to go buy one we're going to go through some of them and discuss them the ones that i think are the, probably the most provocative All right. I, i'm looking at the in list we'll go through the in list right now it's funny that hufflepuff made it on the in list i think that was i don't know if that's another shot at ollie being a hufflepuff it definitely is. <laughs> I, don't, is that I, don't this. I don't know but i don't think i put that down there i feel like we did together but i don't know no i think someone came and like wrote it down or something I don't they know. snuck it into our list yeah because i'm i'm a slytherin i'm not hufflepuff so i think Wait, i thought you were gryffindor no he was hufflepuff no i was slytherin you competed final he competed one. with the hufflepuff at the my final one was Slytherin. That's what I'm telling you right now. My so you're, so you self-identify as a Slytherin. No, I did the test again. I'm Slytherin, <laughs> so that's that's what I am. Not again. Yeah, Carl, you, Carlos. Carlos just came in and said he's a freaking Hufflepuff. All right, we can move past that. The other ends that I found interesting were, I mean, there's some obvious ones for us like toe spaces and team showers and mouth taping. Like that's just textbook monopoly deal standard monopoly deal made it in i which, think that was like a that seems targeted at me what about yeah. easter easter's interesting because i don't feel like easter's i think that was just the timing of it, <laughs> yeah, I think it was was literally just because it was easter weekend easter was in at the time <laughs> yeah. it's no longer in so it should get moved now to the out that was column. a very specific shout out to sam prakel making the in list <laughs> sam prakel did make the in list commonwealth games yeah that one, was also because we were just talking about it the time yeah. one for the boys is beer before races which i think oh that's 100 percent in yeah 100 percent. that's probably on top of the oh not under rattle on skateboard but near the top should probably clarify did you have a beer the other night yeah i missed dinner with you guys but should probably clarify that's the night before yeah the, race. the night before not, 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 not directly actually before <laughs> um you can try the record before if you want one of my personal favorites pam beasley pam beasley <laughs> That was interesting. <laughs> it doesn't sound as good when it's in or out, but when it's overrated or under. Because that's the underrated list, yeah. right? See, in is the underrated, yeah. Yeah. Pam Beasley, I mean, she's... I think people think she's hot. I don't know. 
Well, they, didn't they dress her like so she wouldn't be as attractive or something? Yeah, because then, then they have that scene where she puts... Does she put her hair down or put it up when Michael comes and hits on her? Oh, I <laughs> You know what that, I'm talking yeah. about? Isn't that like episode one? Yeah, <laughs> probably, probably. But I think the Outlist is it's the more awesome. contentious it's one. so good. Yeah. The Outlist out is a lot better. We put both Boulder and Flagstaff on there, which <laughs> I like because they're both just overrated kind of because they get yeah. talked about so much. Out and also overrated. Indoor Mile Times yeah you skipped um, over jack harlow he's on our jack hours. harlow 100 out i think jack harlow just because he's, he's, he's looking for the door um we're guys we need to put him on the outlist because uh, all the girls just he's, love him. he's stealing all the girls yeah university, university of oregon, oregon. that's a no-brainer Obviously. time trial racing craig ingles <laughs> jeep craig wrangler out. what do you guys think about craig ingles making the outlist does that feel mean no i think he would take that as a pretty well i think he said that as a <laughs> i don't well. know if he does take stuff well <laughs> I mean, well, if he doesn't, then what's his whole... Sounds persona? worse when we're saying he's out. But yeah. otherwise, he's overrated. But that's also pretty harsh. I mean... Yeah. We also put um, Bauman Track Club on, <laughs> on the out. Yeah. But we probably should have put... Um, I, th- I thought we probably should have put... Um, I mean, I like The female Craig, Bauman Track Club are heading out. Because everyone's leaving. They're going out the door. Um, well, we did put podcasts on there. Which yeah, which is funny. dig it ourselves. But Teslas They're too. mostly... Teslas are out. Oat milk's out. Long tides, definitely George. Yeah, this the, list, the influence, influencers obviously out. So, yeah, I mean, I, I would pay ten dollars for this. Just <laughs> for that list, that I think it is ten. Right? That's pretty good value. That is good value. I, I think it's ten dollars. I don't want to. I don't want Ben Crawford to DM me after this and be like, "You dickhead, it's not ten dollars." But it's it's very nice magazine. My yeah, it's parents, sixty-seven pages long. It could be more than ten then. It could be like fifteen maybe. Yeah. Oh, my hamstring cramped. Sorry. Yeah. If it's you mention Mark Smith Elite, um, when you or you put the code in Mark Smith Elite ten, you get ten percent off uh, each magazine. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sort of I'm just on a Mark Smith Elite bandwagon. I wonder if they will ship internationally. I'm not sure if they do. That. That's a good question. Um, you just check out the website and. Yeah, see. well, it's not. It's not. I looked. It's not on there yet. So mm. I imagine if it's going to be for sale online, they're going to make a big thing about it. But yeah. maybe they're just too busy right now. I don't know. Too busy uh, enjoying life yeah but no it's a pretty cool magazine there's some good articles in here not just from us um yeah. and the photos are really sweet joe hale did a fantastic it's really job. pretty i'm more of a look at a magazine type of guy than read it yeah and a, it a ticks visual those, learner tick, it ticks those boxes for sure yeah so yeah that's the magazine yeah and there's a few thirst traps of ollie and morgan in there how many did you guys sign at the meet dude everyone a was lot. signing my forehead Sam, Sam Parsons and Joe Klecker were just signing my forehead. Well, when your forehead is the cover, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the perfect pretty, spot pretty to, easy sign. to sign. Um, but no, we signed a lot and it was pretty awesome because I think, which I liked about it a lot too, was they weren't just getting, they were getting everyone's autograph on the, on the, so like you're at the meet and you have this magazine and you can like get anyone to sign it. I loved like seeing that magazine having like 10 or 20 signatures. Cause like mm-hmm. those kind of moments for fans when you can remember, you pick up the magazine and like, Oh wow! You know Jakob Ingebrigtsen, Sam yeah. Pass. Wait, was Jakob signing them? Was yeah. he? No yeah. way! That's sick. But he probably looked at it and didn't realize it was like a running magazine. He probably thought it was like maybe that's that's all they had on them. Yeah. <laughs> they had to, <laughs> yet to sign something. I, I mean, mean Jordy and I signed Vaporflies. We signed Nike hats, Nike bags. Any non-Nike items? <laughs> <laughs> no, because apparently, like on this. Some guy asked for my hat after oh, really? I'd run and cooled down and worked out, and it was very humid. You said yeah, my hat was no, I didn't. <laughs> that into his mouth. Yeah, all the juices of George. Yeah, um, yeah. So <clears throat> that's the meat. Anything else to talk about it? Um, the only other thing I want to talk about is the yard thing. 
Because yeah, that fi- came out. The, that is related uh, to overall. The I would like to say this as a fifteen hundred meter runner. Oh yeah, let us know the, how you feel. Yeah, the meet did a, they did a great job with pacing, and all those pacers as well were not paid. Those pacers did it because they're good people. Pretty so crazy. shout out to all those pacers. Do we know that? Yes, for a fact. None of them were paid. Well, which, they did say that Jakob wasn't paid, which was crazy. That is Jakob did not crazy. get an appearance fee though. Yeah, but I don't like Jakob doesn't matter with money with him. I'm talking about like a lot of those runners going out there pacing. Like that, that was really well by them. Like good for the sport to be able to do that because most pacers should be getting paid. I feel like all those pacers there should have been getting paid by the meet, but they didn't. Um, the fifteen hundred, on the other hand, as a, I know, Josh Kerr loves to rinse it with this sort of thing about people not going for it and going into a more of a tactical race when they're just obviously trying to go for a time. That race, 1500 meter man, was the most annoying race I've ever seen. I saw Haas. Haas was furious about it, running around the track. He was yeah. pissed. You should say what happened. So, uh, what was the pacer's name again? I, I Abe. Abe. So, a really good, talented runner. Um, and he was on pace, like perfect on pace. I think he went 43 in the, th- on the 300. Literally, I think when he got to the bend, there was no one there. Jake Haywood moved into behind him and then just didn't go with the pace. And they all bunched up. No one took it. And then it was like a 206 first 800. And then they, 201. 201. 206. I heard 201. I, mean, I, I, I think that was the women's one. <laughs> 202 or 201 through the 800, which is very slow. And then they just kicked down really, really hard. Um, and it was just really annoying. because they were in 339. They were in 339. It's like good, good time for a tactical race like that. But... What's it going to do for you? Nothing. Yeah, they're probably trying to run on the 335. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're Definitely. trying to run 336, 335 because that's what that's why they're there, you know? Um, and they were all complaining about it afterwards, which was very annoying to hear because as someone who, like, would commit to the pace, it's like, why? Like you want to run those times. Why wouldn't you just commit? You're fit enough, you know? You're talking in all this big game about closing really hard. Just do it. Yeah. Um, but I have to say with Yarrow, it was very surprising because this guy... For a prelim, ACCs in wind ran a three thirty four solo. There was no pacer there, so it was it was strange to see him not even be near that. He wasn't even near the front. He was near the back for like the whole race. He never made a move at the front. He yeah. was never near any contention. So well, it was strange. Yeah, I don't think we would have talked about Yared specifically unless this until this article came out today on let's run about him because mm. so but in general like uh, viewing it as like someone who's like this is one of the best 15 meter riders in the ncaa who's known to like be able to go out hard yeah and him not doing that was a bit of a surprise yeah because i thought this would be the race where he would run run quick so yeah well he did have his ncaa record taken from him earlier in the season so this would have been the race to yeah. take Keep it saying. back would it would it have counted because this doesn't mm-hmm. count for regional time oh yeah wait literally fucking Abdi's time counted, so... That's quite direct, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of silly to say. But, so the article that came out today was on Let's Run, and what happened was Yarrow's only entered in the 5K at ACC's, and that means that he's not doing the 1500 NCAAs because he doesn't have a time because the times from that meet don't count for regionals, which is kind of confusing. That is confusing. Mm-hmm. But it's... Weren't enough collegiate opportunities or something yeah events that would lead in collegiate yeah so he's not doing the 1500 and this guy obviously is the champion and so a champion in the 1500 he's a u.s olympian in the 1500 and just an amazing 1500 meter runner i don't even know if he has a 5k time i think he has to does he still have to get it at accs 
Or does he have a 5k time? Does it say it in the Because I don't think he's running at 5k. That's a good point. He's raced at all. Maybe he's trying to get a regional time at. What would be the reason time? Like, it's gonna be so quick this year. It's probably thirteen forty something. Yeah, it'd be in the forties. Maybe forties low. Yeah, I don't. I still feel like he can do that. Definitely, Definitely think Definitely he can. can. But <laughs> so the article was interesting because the 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 quote from his coach, Coach Carlson, says that he strained his hamstring in the last one hundred of the meet, and that's why he didn't run fast. Which is kind of just BS because he wasn't gonna run that fast either way. If he didn't strain his hamstrings, it's not like he was going to make up a bunch of time in the last 100. And then clearly with Yarrod, he just hasn't been running quite as well as like, up to how good we all know he is. Mm. So it feels like there's something bigger probably going on here mm. that they're, no one knows about because they're not, they're not being open about it. And then and it could also just not be any of our business. We don't really necessarily, like if it's a, if a private matter and something like that but it is it is strange to see an athlete who was feared in the NCAA for his kick and his finish just not having um seems same. like he's just dealt with a few injuries I feel like yeah Olympics last year hamstring now if I get something indoors he's had yeah. a lot of setbacks but the one thing that this sport and I think we've talked about it before is that it's so easy to be the best one week and then the next week people forget about you I feel like with the Arad like right now he's getting this attention <laughs> For not running the 15, but I reckon when the 15 goes off, they won't even mention his name. Really? I don't know. I just, I, he's just, I feel like he's, yeah, like you mentioned, he's had a lot of setbacks and injuries and stuff. And I feel like when that happens to an athlete, they start to fall off the map a little bit. And people have a short memory. Yeah. In this yeah. Sport. And I, I feel like he, in himself, he, he broke the collegiate record indoor 3K. Like, yeah, he did. He's like Only still like two months ago. Yeah. Maybe. And he's still doing like, he's still racing well. There's just, oh, yeah, like you said, there probably is a bigger picture thing here that we don't know about. Um, but yeah, it just seems like he's had a lot of setbacks and his resilience has shown in the 3K indoors. Yeah. And he, I, he had that bad fall in the DMR. Like, there's a lot of things that he's just, I think he's had some bad luck as well. Who knows? Maybe yeah. maybe he'll be freaking good at the 5K. <laughs> maybe yeah. he's just going to be yeah, like, yeah, kill a 5K. Make, make us look dumb and just win into ways in the 5K, I guess. That, would be, in the that would be pretty Let's crazy. It. It, you are right, though. It is kind of crazy how things can move so quickly because, I mean, we all obviously still think that he's going to be an amazing pro. 100%. <laughs> he's going to be so good for years to come. I find it, I do find it interesting. This is very speculative, but if there is something else going on and the keeping it hush-hush because this is how Mick was a little bit in college. Mick would not want us to talk about our injuries and injuries are hard to talk about in terms of what, like where do you talk about them? Because we all have Instagram accounts and you can easily post an Instagram when you have a good race and there's a nice picture of it and you can tell people making an Instagram post about being injured is a pretty hard thing to do. And I don't think any of us would really do it because it feels like, like and i know it's not but it kind of feels like an attention grab a bit i don't know it just some feels athletes, weird some athletes have done it and when they have worded it i and i know this is not a good thing for me perception wise to be like oh you just grabbing attention you make an excuse that's yeah. like say that's not the right way to think about it well some athletes because do it some, really well though. sometimes i word it in a way in which i look at it and go oh shit that sucks yeah but then sometimes i look at it and go oh you're making an excuse but either way i feel like an athlete being able to convey their story their own story and be open with about injuries and stuff is a thing that's very very good yeah to be able to do because i think it's hard to not sometimes it's hard to even acknowledge an injury it's just um, hard it's really hard to talk about something when you're going through it i guess because then you don't necessarily have a great understanding of it you know what i mean it's i think 
once you can once you look back on an injury it's easy to have some perspective but at the time i guess it's really hard to to have like clear thoughts in it so i guess that's another reason why because i am thinking now there are a lot of people who are able to share like injuries and all that and i mean when there's a long caption on instagram to be honest don't normally read it Sometimes unless it's like somebody close to me yeah. i don't usually read it but I mean, carlos is yeah like for example like i read that but usually when a post is that long i usually just don't read it yeah but some people do it and they do it really well and i think there is a lot of value in that mm-hmm. to people that are struggling with injury to read about other people going through similar stuff and maybe giving some wisdom on what worked for them or whatever but i do find it interesting when because I don't know, this is why I said it's speculative. Like if Yarrett is going through something and he's just keeping it quiet, I don't know. I don't know if you would get value. If if people knew that you were injured and that's why you were racing bad, if it's better to do that or it's better to just race bad. Well, or like if you're injured, don't race at all. Well, that's not, that's not really... Like he's going to race still, clearly. Yeah, I know, but... That... And, he, and and that's what the NCAA system is. You kind of like, oh, I got to race. Like nationals coming up. Like their schedule is so set. When you're, if you're okay in some degree, but still have an injury, you probably will be forced to race. But that kind of sucks. Yeah. Because yeah. you're going in defeated. Well, not defeated. Sorry, you're going in as a wounded soldier. Kind of. You're not really like at your best. Yeah. Which is which is which like, mentally must be freaking tough. But. But yeah, again, it's like we didn't actually know that he's injured. Apart from the fact that his coach just said that he's trained his hamstring. That sounds like an injury to me. <laughs> Unless Carlson is talking complete BS. That's an injury. Yeah. Whether I, it's big or small, it's yeah. an injury. Yeah. Um, and and that, that's if that's an excuse for him to not do the 1500 to the 5K, you're blaming that on an injury that he has. So he's going in, in my perception, injured. So I'm seeing him as an injured athlete running a 5K. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And it's just kind of weird to say that. Yeah. I mean, Yarrett, we, we, we met Yarrett. Like, well, you guys have met him before. I met him for the first time a few weeks ago when he was out here. And I guess he's he's also just like a bit of a shy guy. He's not like super open. So He's pretty chill. He's very chill. Um, pretty chill guy. Um, he's freaking good at Mario Kart. Holy he's shit. He's really good at Mario Kart. He's we, probably one of the best Mario Kart players I've ever seen. Easily like, the best. He is ridiculous. It's like it's like it's almost insulting for me to be a video gamer when he can destroy <laughs> me at Mario Kart. He's unbelievable. I knew as soon as we asked him like, "What do you do?" and he's like, "Oh, I play Mario Kart." I knew he was gonna be so good. <laughs> I knew he was gonna come and just absolutely destroy us. Yeah, but he's a legend. He's a great guy, and um, yeah, U.S. Olympian, and yeah. Well, hopefully that strain isn't gonna hurt him too much and he can he can get back and, and race um to the best he can yeah i just want to see him healthy again mm-hmm. racing give him some competition to to ollie and to yeah like cole hawker i mean cole right now is kind of getting a bit sidelined from cooper teardrop because cooper's been dropping these times like he had that 353 anchor and then he ran a 334 like with cole pacing him oh really um at a recent recent meet where it was like pouring with rain so um cooper teardrop is looking pretty good right that, now that time trial really went under the radar it's another Oregon Is that this past weekend? Yeah. It did, but I, it, the reason why it did is because people are paying attention to sound running. It's true. Uh, they're not paying attention to a, a time trial at Haywood Field because Cooper is too scared to get on a plane. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I kid. I definitely kid. But I mean, like, if you've got the system, use the system. It's working for him 100%. But having, you know, Cole, Cooper Teardrop, um, and Yara the Goose all healthy and racing each other. Dude, it's pretty sick. It's pretty awesome to see like this much mad talent going at each other. So, um, 
Um, I'm really excited to see them hopefully all back healthy and just ripping it. Wait, does Cooper yeah. have the 5K time yet? Yep, he ran 3.06 in that other time trial. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that <laughs> one. Another, well. another time trial he won. He's yeah. been winning a lot, really. He's been winning a lot of time trials. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Is that what you call it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can well, still win them. Yeah. I mean, people could call the race that we paced a time trial, but I feel like that was more of a race. The race that you paced had 10 people still together with a lap or two laps to yeah. go. Yeah. It so was I'd pretty say it's cool. pretty more of a race, right? Would you call that? Because they, yeah, they were racing at it, the end. It was just a well-paced race, I yeah. would say. I think Textbook George. time trial is more when there's just only two or three people in it, I feel like. But yeah, whatever. Um, moving on from that, that's sound running. That's everything. That's sound running. That was everything. Thank you so much to everyone, all the fans <laughs> coming out too and getting the stickers. Really appreciate you guys coming out. Yeah, how many stickers you guys hand out? I handed out all of them. All of them. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> got to make some more. Actually, you could just get a box of new ones. So, got a lot of stickers. I hope that when you guys go to Europe, people want stickers as well. It'd be awesome at Birmingham. If well, we how many, how many Coffee Club fans we got in Birmingham? Yeah. <laughs> at least, I'm going to say at least one. Yeah. So, Hopefully. that's kind of the only other thing we have to talk about next week is that on Sunday of this week, these boys already head off again. You guys have been traveling and doing so much stuff which is cool it's it's cool stuff sometimes a little overwhelming but you guys are going to birmingham to race the diamond league mm -hmm. on saturday of next week mm -hmm. leaving correct? sunday so we're going pretty early spending a few days in tiddington well we think we haven't locked that we down we haven't locked down com uh, that's accommodation <laughs> but we'll be in that area um i know a lot of aussies go there quite a bit so it's a pretty cool place to be um george's debut diamond league it is very exciting. Wow, that's cool. Um, we've got a like, little rematch with Ollie yeah. since from our last fifteen hundred. <laughs> nah, it'll be exciting. Hopefully, um, uh, this one Ollie's gonna have his spikes though, probably. So I've got I've got less of a uh, less of an advantage over him. I'm, I'm very excited because I think, and I, I don't know how George feels, but when you get to to race the Diamond League, because Morgan and I have been able to have the privilege of doing it, it's a pretty cool experience. Um, you know top level it's the pinnacle pinnacle in terms of, of our sport so <laughs> yeah, to racing. be able to do one at any point in your career is, is an absolute privilege so i'm excited for george to experience it in birmingham i think and they have completely renovated that stadium too they have really? the games. track is the track is bright blue it's now. very very pretty oh, yeah. that sounds nice so like, i'm very excited new practice track and i think they've done a ton of new stuff for the com games and then i guess this is like a, a little a little test We'll test, yeah. So it's going to be a great field. We got um, Josh Kerr. <coughs> yeah, well, we, we'll talk about Deferra. definitely a lot more next week. But it's like a crazy good fifteen hundred field, mm -hmm. huh? And Doha before it is quite good, and then Birmingham's going to be good, and then we got pre literally what? The week after, yeah. So That's it's only one week after. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So moving in is going to be tough. <laughs> <laughs> really need those moving uh, out, 30, moving thirty high schoolers to come yeah. come help us. And out. it's been confirmed that Ollie gets to take on the Oregon Challenge, not me. Yeah. With both of them, Teardrop and Hulk Cocker are both in the Bowman Mile. So, so it's all wrists on Ollie's shoulders. I'm gonna be wearing some nose tape. Um, <laughs> nose tape to pull, hopefully just to keep my nose. Oh, breaking. I didn't know what we we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. So that's a reference to was it like two weeks ago? Yeah, when I said that if ago. they beat me, they can punch me in the face. Which I mean, it's a pretty likely option that they could beat me. And I wonder punch if me they the know face. about that. I wonder if anyone around them listens to the show and told them. Hey, just so you know, Ollie said that you can punch me in the face if you beat him at this meet. <laughs> I think they would enjoy that. I'm sure Cooper would get a kick out of it. Um, what did What did you get out of it? What did I get out of it? Well, nothing. Because hopefully, they never hopefully, <laughs> hopefully I get nothing out of it and I beat them. You, so you just get the satisfaction. I get the satisfaction, the satisfaction that they didn't punch me. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty we were hoping for a reply, but it's been radio, been radio silence. silence. I mean, like then when they'll start their um, podcast, us. Two Ducks, 
um, or duck, duck, duck the race. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure. Duck, duck, goose. That'd be a good podcast. Duck, duck, goose. Yeah, yeah no, they get should get one with Yarrow. Yarrow. Um, Wait, who is the premier goose man? Is it Jordan Gusman or Yarrow? I, I, see, Gusman. I feel like Gusman might have coined it before. He's been calling himself or being called the goose man for a long time yeah so he's probably coined it before but yeah it's probably more well known as the goose just through college the goose is loose the goose is loose and stuff but i'd say they're both the, the goose the geese the geese <laughs> a couple of geese a <laughs> couple of geese yeah but yeah. no yeah i'm excited for those races and um then we go to europe and that's gonna be pretty sweet yeah so we'll get into it um yeah i think that's kind of it for today mm-hmm. nice and well not short pretty normal length pretty normal length but um but yeah yeah no it's i'm um, excited for I think we're all in really good place besides just being tired. So yeah, I'm excited tired. for the next few weeks. It's, it's, it's kind of the business business side of the season. So came up real quick. Sure but did. yeah, so that's it for today, guys. Thanks for listening. We will catch you next time.